What's good, family? It's your boy, Just Blaze, host of the best NBA pod in the game, Above the Rim. Keep it locked each week and join myself and a special guest as we tackle the latest rumblings in the league. If it's happening in the NBA, you know I got you covered. Make sure you subscribe on all platforms and leave that five-star review. Let's get it. Yo, don't ever say nothing about the Raptors no more, man. Ever! In Milwaukee, game five, they won by six. Came back home to game six in the six. And won by six. That's three six. Them talk about the mark of the beast. Well, okay. I guess we are the mark of the motherfucking beast. When I want to run for the raptures, Leonard, Larry, Hassan, and the rest of the team. Hey, Drake. Them gone to Bamba Cloud Far no man. Fireband them raptures. <laughs> Talk about it. You are now tuned in to Above the Rim. Family, family, welcome, welcome to another edition of Above the Rim, episode 96. Brought to you, as always, by your honorable host, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze. And joining me this week, I had to bring one of my uh, Canadian brothers up here, chop it up with me. Especially with the city of Toronto right now being on fire with their uh, first finals appearance coming up. <laughs> um, host of the Mitchell Report Unleashed podcast, the homie Rory Mitchell. What's good, brother? I'm here, and I'm about to put out the fire mm. that's blazing in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Jeff? I'm chilling, man. How you, man? I feel like you' about to get to, about to get a little disrespectful to Canada out here. Is that what I hear, Mister Rory? I'm gonna get busy. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get busy, man. I'm I'm gonna come from a from a perspective that I know a lot of people are not ready for, but it's Ooh. all good. They'll be okay. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I like to hear. I'm not mad at that. And um, family, as always, you can find Above the Rim anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that be iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, YouTube, lineups.com. To get in contact with your boy, you can always hit me up on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513, J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. IG is the same thing, JustBlaze513. Facebook, search Above the Rim podcast. Email the show as well, Above the Rim NBA podcast at gmail.com. Call up the talk about in line. 908-718-1592 with the feedback. You got questions or concern? You want to yell at Rory this episode? Because you might have to. You might want to. By the time you're done here, call up to talk about it line. Leave a voicemail as well. And um, Rory, my brother, where can the family find you and the uh, Mitchell Report Unleashed? Hey, listen. Twitter is real easy, man. Mm. You know, official Rory is the Twitter handle and the Mitchell Report and Leash podcast on all platforms. The li- the link is in the in the Twitter bio. I know a lot of people don't do that. They don't go to the Twitter bios. They're not in our Twitter bios. They need to, I mean? but they just need to be in the Twitter bios. Hit the link and listen to all the the good things. You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear. You. I hear you. Hear that? Make sure you go check out. My dog's show as well. He's always showing love to Above the Rim and the family. Make sure you go check out his show. Very, uh, very interesting show with a wide variety of topics on the Mitchell Report Unleashed. Wow, too many to count, man. Too, too many to count. Too many to count. <laughs> too many. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So let's get right into it. 
Um, I gotta have before. Let's get into some news around the NBA. Um, I gotta give a shout out to Michigan, Rory. Shout out to Michigan for uh, hiring Juwan Howard, Michigan Wolverines. Phenomenal culture move, in my opinion, by hiring uh, the Fab Five men. The five, excuse me, the Fab Five member that we all know, Juwan Howard, to coach the squad. Um, we've been hearing uh, Jalen Rose been out saying that. Um, since Juwan is now the head coach, we'll get a reunion of the Fab Five. We know Juwan, Jalen, C-Webb, and those boys. And um, so it was a dope move by Michigan. I like the move by Michigan to bring um, one of their alumni back, one of their uh, most prominent Michigan figures back there and try to make amends with the uh, with the squad as well. And um, honestly, I would have liked to see Juwan coach in the NBA because I did like his heat his assistant coach days with the heat with LeBron and those boys um, back then but I'm not mad at the Michigan hire I think I like it I'm not mad at that at all Rory what you what you think about the hire for Juwan the hire is, is brilliant um, the whole thing about bringing back the Fab Five like do they they, they want to have that timeout back in 1993 happen like you know what I mean like Juwan Howard is a good basketball mind he's a two time you know NBA champion and whatnot. I think what he'll be able to bring to the Michigan Wolverines is the the hard nosed play from back in the day he used to yes. play you know what I mean and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know national championship when you when you when you think about Michigan you know what I mean 1989 1992 93 2013 and 2018 you know what I mean? Last year they made the Sweet Sixteen, so mm-hmm. it's it, the, the the window right now is is championship. You, you you're you're looking Final Four, oh, you're looking national title. The, I feel they can get it, but it all starts again with with your coaching. You know, build the solidified, um, unique coaches that you can bring to coach these younger talents. You know what I mean? To yes. to to kind of set it up for for the get go. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like with this move, to be honest, it, it, I could see. Within within three to four years, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan Wolverines don't win it, win a national title. I agree. I like that because I feel like it's a great hire for them. And I think the only thing that Juwan, I like the point you made, the only thing I feel like Juwan has to adjust to is probably the recruiting aspect of coaching because... I mean, honestly, I think he's going to do a good job because I feel like he can resonate with with the high, the top high school talents because we all know, Rory, the main part about coaching, especially in colleges, recruiting is one of the major aspects of, of coaching. So I feel like in that regards, he just has to, I guess, maybe adjust to that aspect of coaching. But other than that, I feel like he's going to do a phenomenal job and I think he's going to get some of the top national recruits over there to Michigan and I'm actually looking forward to seeing uh, the success that Juwan Howard has over there with Michigan and bringing the the program back to uh, full prominence because it's still there right now. But I think um, all in all, this is a uh, it's a dope hire. And I, and, I, and I think for himself, you know, he can exercise those demons back from '93. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. Chris Web, Chris Webber doing that that his wonky little timeout basically costing <laughs> him the game or whatnot. <laughs> I gotta bring it up, but now he can he can rewrite history. You know what I mean? So that that's good for Juwan. I tip my hat off to him. Always. From the time, and we're, we're, we're around the same age, watching him play, mm. he never really caused a lot of mischief. He was humble, oh, yes. well-spoken, and, you know, a very characteristic individual that could, you know, get the job done. A hundred percent. I definitely agree there. Definitely agree. Um, so we're going to be going to be monitoring Juwan over there in Michigan. And um, to the NBA, 
I gotta talk about my Rockets uh, really quick because I forgot to talk about them last episode. I should have should have did it, but there were more drum, more bombs to be dropped in the uh, Rockets organization. They let go of five, five assistant coaches recently. Now in the past uh, two weeks, I believe it is. Um, and I told y'all, family, the heads were gonna roll after uh, a Rockets loss to Golden State in uh, Game Six in Houston. It was an ugly loss. I was pissed off, very disappointed that um, my boys didn't close the deal. But no excuses, like I said before. And um, they needed to shake up. They needed to change, and it needs to be more changes um, coming. But um, the Rockets are making major staff changes. They fired Jeff Bizdelic, Roy Rogers, uh, basically everyone who was on the defensive side of the ball. And most of Mike D'Antoni's top guns, top assistant coaches. But I need to know, Rory, I don't know why Mike D'Antoni is still employed <laughs> by the Rockets right now because that man needs to go. I'm sick and tired of Mike D'Antoni coaching my boys. He's a solid coach. Don't get me wrong. Solid. At but the college not, level. Yeah, but he's not going to get you over the top with his lack of adjustments, bro. He's got to go, my man. Get D'Antoni out of here, bro. Listen, they need to send him to the NCAA and get him to coach one of them teams because I'm sick and tired of watching Mike D'Antoni. Like, I'll be honest with you. you. You were saying all over Twitter when it came to the Houston Rockets, you were saying, see you in June. And I was believing a little bit because I'm like, I don't want to send Ether. I don't want to send the heat to, to, to Justin. Man. I can't do that. And look, lo and behold, what happened? Dan told me in the green light system. And, you know, you have, in some people's eyes, one of the best point guards in the last, you know, over 10, 15 years. You know, Chris Paul. Keep the ball in his hand. James Harden, like, I get it. He's playing the percentages. He's doing whatever he wants to do. And Chris Paul's got to be the one that commands the ship. You know what I mean? It's like, are you going to let a stewardess control the plane when she doesn't have the certifications to fly the plane. You get what I mean? Yeah, of course. I- <laughs> right? But you 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 let you let James Harden want to green light everything. You let Eric Eric Gordon want to green light everything. Everybody's got a green light on this team. D'Antoni, yes, has to go. It's time for him to ship himself out. You know what I mean? Go 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 to the NCAA level, maybe win a national title. <laughs> Who knows? But not he's not cutting in the NBA. Couldn't do it in Phoenix. Couldn't do it in New York. What makes him think? What 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 do these fans, these fickle fans, and I want to highlight fickle, yes, fickle fans. What do these fickle fans expect from the Rockets? It's not going to happen. Listen, <laughs> the, the, it was championship aspirations, and it should have been. I'm not putting all the blame on Dan Tony because everyone needs to step up a little bit better. But Dan Tony's lack of adjustments, stylistic adjustments throughout the game, his lack of. Uh, his lack of trusting more guys going into his short six, seven-man rotation as he always does instead of playing more guys, seeing what seeing what else you can get from that bench, right? And my problem with Dan Tony, not to get too deep into it, but I need to touch on it a little bit because he, what I feel like Dan Tony did, I feel like he stopped coaching James Harden this year, Rory. I feel like he stopped coaching him. And I think Chris Paul had a slight problem with it. It wasn't a big deal, but I think it rubbed him the wrong way a little bit. And that probably was a little bit of the tensions or whatever they were talking about, the reports that came out of how there were tensions after game six and it boiled over, which is all right. That's not a big deal to me. But when is the last time you've seen James Harden off the ball? When CP is the distributor, when he's the playmaker for parts of the game, James Harden usually 
drops back, stands by the half-court line, not really being active in the offensive play. And to me, it's a little bit of pouting. It looks like a little bit to me or a little bit of, all right, you have it. You control the offense. I'm out of the play until it's my turn to get the ball again. And that, to me, at times, that can be playing four and five, and it makes it to get more difficult shots that way. So they should have had more of a motion offense, and that, to, of course, is a coaching adjustment that they need to have. And I think but that's an ego, for, of course. That's an ego. Yes. That's James Harden's ego now talking oh, because definitely. when you when you look at a guy and, and 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 this is the thing about we have to tell some of these NBA fans that watch the game because there's guys like me and you that watch the game we understand and then there's the the fanboys that just watch the game oh, and like they it. just create their own synopsis in their brain because they see a guy put up 40 shots and they think all what half of those are going to go in not all the time not all the time that's going to produce to wins in the in the NBA level you know what i mean so if, if james harden would be able to just take a step back sometimes mm-hmm. drive more drive just drive more kick it out you know what i mean slow down a to little speed bit up. of movement Rory just a little bit just at least become <laughs> you know what my issue is he doesn't at least try to become a decoy on the offensive end you see how Steph Curry when he's at least when he's not scoring he's still a decoy he's still Thank a you. threat because he's still in the play he's still moving he's still cutting you still have to account for him so because you have to account for him someone else gets an easier open one-on-one shot instead of a tough isolation difficult jumper well you have to work that hard chris paul is 34 years old he shouldn't have to work that hard for these buckets you know what i'm saying just become the floor orchestrator james harden if you move off the ball a little bit more you can have more one-on-one coverage so let me let me ask you this question Mm -hmm. do you think it's because they want to speed up the nba game so much that they don't want to have the because eventually they're going to start having it where the defender can't impede the 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 offensive player and run around the way they can run around necessarily but Mm -hmm. the thing i find out is that true we're seeing all these high scoring games not a lot of defense being played do you think it's because of the system and the way that the NBA is now transitioning more and more, where it's more offensive generated game than, say, maybe 15 years ago, where it was a little bit more hard nosed. We didn't really, it was very rare that we see games go in the, over what, 110 points. Very yeah. rare. Yep. True. You know, true. true hard nosed basketball was played like games were like 80s, high 80s, mid 90s. That's a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm getting sick and tired of watching games like, 120 115 like what's going on a little bit more intensity on the defensive end I I need more of that that's what I I like to see I love tight close games like that where everyone's putting the energy and effort and sometimes they do play lazy A, a, a lot of teams play lazy right now and I mean, but that's the way the NBA is moving. Three-point shot, yeah. more, more offensive-centric. It, I mean, there's definitely nothing we can do about it. I mean, they're, 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 there's more leeway for the offensive player, I would say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, so, yeah, like I said, Tillman, the Rockets owner. Let's get rid of D'Antoni, too, man. You heard it. Let's get rid of that, man. Um, all NBA selections. Oh, boy. Mm, rather interesting these came out um last week um so let's go over the first team second team third team and, and let's get our uh our thoughts and who we feel got snubbed first team steph curry james harden paul george Giannis, Jokic. second team dame lillard Kyrie, Kawhi, kevin durant joel Embiid. 
13, Russ, Kemba, LeBron, Blake, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting first, second, and third team. Rory, I'm going to have you uh, start on this one before I give my thoughts on, on these uh, all-NBA team selections because they're rather interesting. But um, So first off, I saw, do you feel like anybody has snubbed or what would you have changed in these uh, all-NBA teams right now? Rudy Gobert. Mm, mm, say that again. <laughs> Rudy Gobert. And the only reason why, the only reason why is because the team finished with 50 wins, mm-hmm. 32 losses. That's the only reason why. If you look at his stat line, his stat line for this year was nothing that special. <laughs> so what, 15 and 12, I think he averaged 15 and 15 12. 15 and like 12. Two blocks. Mm, they were now, uh, fifth place in the West. Now, I'm not going to sound like a homer here. You already know I'm probably going to go to the home team. Mm-hmm. No, not the Raptors, Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. They finished 36 and 46. Okay. If I'm looking at all NBA right now, I'm looking at what guys are doing night in and night out. Okay. Not every team can make the playoffs. I get it. Mm-hmm. But Carl Anthony Towns was what, 24 and 12? A very solid 24 and 12. So when I see that from an eye test, would that not would that not at least make him be able to make an all NBA team? I, I agree with you. That would have been my big um over Rudy Gobert. I would have picked Carl Anthony Towns as well. 24 and 12, three uh three assists. Uh what do you have? One and a half blocks a night. That's those are big time numbers. Those and he had to bust his butt. He had to bust his butt. Rudy Gobert, like, okay, you're, you're on a team that was inflated 50 wins. I'm sorry. Like, I don't think Rudy Gobert, like, if if I'm starting a team right now between Rudy Gobert and, and Carl Anthony Towns, oh. yes, there's defense, but I'm going to probably go with the all around. Oh. Carl Anthony can do it all. You know what I mean? Even though he can be soft as soft, like silly buddy, but that's another topic for another day. Yeah. You know, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I'm taking Carl Anthony Towns. I'm taking cat over Rudy Gobert any day of the week and two times on Sunday. Any day, anytime. <laughs> and um, you know what's crazy? When I had my list, my when I first put out my list when the uh the season ended, I actually had Capella as my third team center over Gobert, over Carl Anthony Towns. Cause I feel like Capella had a career year, 16 and 12. Um, a career season, but damn, the playoffs, it really tainted my view for Clint Capella mm-hmm. and what, mm-hmm. how he acted and how he played against the Golden State Warriors. Because he did good against Rudy Gobert, but he froze up when it came up to those Warriors. So because of that, now me making the list, I got to put Carl Anthony Towns. Got to. And um, one thing to me, I don't, I don't agree with this notion because you know a lot of the backlash was about Clay Thompson now making the uh, second or third team. He, he averaged 21 this year, 21 and, and three or something like that, I believe. But I'm not mad at him not making the team. I'm sorry, but to me, in my opinion, Klay Thompson wouldn't have made my first, second, or third team all NBA for me personally. I think Russ had a better year. I still think Kemba had a better year. And I don't have a problem with, with Klay not making it, me personally. And well, Clay, Clay is good at what he's out there to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think this is where the storylines start. And, you know, we're going to go through all the storylines that are going into what's about to happen on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all storyline driven. You know what I mean? And it's, it's kind of leading towards, oh, what's Clay going to do in free agency? Is this is is the Hampton Five going to split up? Mm. And it, this is all just genuating just to build 
an argument. Yes, it's like they need a storyline. Like, like, um, like our our homie Jar would say. You know what I mean? And I, I'm sorry to not sorry to butcher this a little bit. He's like, it's WWE. It's it's very storyline driven. Yes. You have your heels and you have your faces, and then they have where they need to put certain people in 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 certain scenarios. You know what I mean? To 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 make it sound good, to make it look good. You know? Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that 100%. So they're like, you know, they're trying to push that narrative hard that Clay, mm-hmm. Clay should have made it. But I, to me, Kemba had a better year than him. To me, honestly, and, and I don't think this is that crazy, but Bradley Beal might have had a better year than Clay Thompson. Gotta give him a nod. You gotta give, gotta him, give a him a nod. You gotta like, give him a nod. Even though his team didn't have the, the team success, but we're not comparing the Washington Wizards to the Golden State Warriors. We know for a fact their records are not going to be the same. But Beal played well this year with John Wall being hurt a lot of the year. He gave you 25, 5, and 5. When Wall was out, Beal was balling. So Absolutely. I would Absolutely. put Beal having a better year over Clay Thompson this year, to be honest. So I'm not with that Clay Thompson needed to make the All-NBA team. I don't I don't feel like he deserved it, me, me personally. I feel like other guards had a better year than him. Yeah, no, 100%. And and that's the thing where I think I'll agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, I like Bradley Beal, and I I, I know he's going to be a big-time asset on on, on any team coming next year. You know what I mean? Um, The Washington Wizards experience, I think, is is now done. You know what I mean? John Wall's not going to be the same player after after tearing that Achilles. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's sad. It's unfortunate. You know what I mean? He's one of the top guards in the league, you know? But, you know, with Bradley Beal, it's going to be an interesting scenario to see what, what destination where he can go. And I know, man, I could know. I know 10 teams right now could benefit he from this service. He could fit in on a lot of teams. Bro, absolutely. A lot of teams. The right team snaps him. Yeah. It might be. It might be a championship. Word, <laughs> word. Um, and yo, your boy, LeBron, your boy, LaFail. <laughs> um, LeBron is not my boy. You better watch what you're doing right now. <laughs> you better watch what you're doing. LeBron is not my yo boy. Yo, boy. <laughs> um, not even making the first team this year. Thank God that he didn't make the first team because that would have been ridiculous if he did make the first team. I think. All-NBA third team is, is fitting for how LeBron played this year. I know he had 11 straight years or whatever that, that he was uh, voted first team. I'm good with him getting a, a All-NBA third team this year. I, that's a, I think they got that correct. Listen, if this was based off of promotion and selling yourself and selling your services and selling an HBO service, then guess what? He would have been top of the line, even top of the list. You know what I mean? I don't know if this is, if this is celebrity, Hollywood... Um, male LeBron James or is this the political view LeBron James it's like bro one thing I'll know about LeBron this is gonna be one hot take mm. it could be dark days next year Oh, when it comes days. to no when it comes to LeBron because it all depends on how he treated this offseason mm. I'm not talking about trying to go get players and go get talent but if he's motivated to come back and play basketball at the highest level that we know that he can be able to do it gonna be something special, yeah. and I hope. I really hope he, he thinks long and hard. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't seem he's too active on social media. Yeah, he'll throw up a tweet here and whatever, an Instagram post there. But he needs to come back highly motivated next year. You know what I mean? I know he's older, but listen, we went through a whole playoffs where your name 
We don't miss you. We don't need to hear you. Oh, not at all. I didn't miss LeBron that one bit in this playoff. You know, it feels a little weird. It feels a little weird, yeah. but I'm going to get into everything. No worries, no. Mm. Oh, oh, we definitely got to get into it soon. Um, but yeah, but before we move on real quick, all defensive teams, uh, we have Rudy Gobert, Paul George, Giannis, Marcus Smart, Eric Bledsoe, which is ridiculous. I, I'm sitting here like, come on, man. How the hell is Eric Bledsoe making an all defensive first team, which is ridiculous? No Patrick Beverly on the first or second team. No, I would even put Lonzo up there for some consideration with uh, with maybe the second team. No PJ Tucker. No, no consideration. No Miles Turner, the block leader. No consideration for him. Um, Jimmy Butler. I feel like could have got a little bit of consideration for uh, second team, probably. But Eric Bledsoe, I'm sorry. He is not all defensive first team. Marcus Smart, maybe, maybe. But you got to have Patrick Beverly in there, Rory. Without yeah, it. Of course. You have to. That was ridiculous to me. Patrick Patrick Beverly is good for basketball. You know what I mean? Uh, we, look what he did with, with, with Golden State, those, those first few games. Some you know what I theater. mean? Good theater. Yeah. You need guys like that on your team. You need guys like that in the locker room. Because you know what it does? It puts guts and it puts balls on the rest of the other guys in the oh, locker yeah. room. You know what I mean? You know? You, you need to have that guts. You need to have that 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 guy that's that spark plug you know what i mean that's gonna be able to say hey like listen go out there play your game no matter what happens <laughs> show up get the job done <laughs> definitely 100 percent. so that was a damn travesty that um you don't have patrick beverly on our all defensive team that's that's crazy man what's good above the room family think you know fantasy basketball you can win money on fan due tonight and all through the nba playoffs there's only a couple weeks left in the season, family, so don't miss out on your last chance to have some fun and win some money. Draft your fantasy basketball team for tonight's playoff action. It's quick, it's easy, and you can win huge cash prizes. Sign up for FanDuel using promo code LINEUPS and get a $5 bonus with your first deposit. Just visit FanDuel.com or download the FanDuel app, then draft your NBA playoffs team and play for cash. Make sure you use promo code LINEUPS when signing up. Trust me, family. It's worth your while. And um, it's about that time, man. We have to get into what just happened. Weekend's events. Why I brought my man Rory on here for this episode. <laughs> because um, there was a lot of events that went down. The Toronto Raptors. Can you believe it? Nope. Can you Believe it, the Toronto Raptors right now going to the NBA Finals, defeating the first place, number one, Milwaukee Bucks, game six, in six games. The Bucks blew uh, two, I believe, two 15-point leads in game six. Giannis was solid, but he was not MVP-like in this series. I'll tell you that right now. His his numbers still look sexy on the surface. 22-13-5, but he shot 58% from the line. Um, Budenholzer made some coaching mistakes. He couldn't adjust. Nick Nurse was out coaching him. The Bucks lost four straight games in this series after winning the first two. Toronto Raptors going to their first ever NBA <laughs> Finals. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did not have the Raptors in the Finals this year. So I'm actually crazy shocked right now um, that the Raptors going to the Finals. And I'm not mad at it. But um, I guess Rory might be a little mad at it. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Here's the Are thing. you happy for the city? Are you happy? Here's the thing, okay? 
And and I know I'm gonna have a lot of my Canadian mm. brothers be listening to this, so I gotta watch what I say. But I'm not gonna watch what I say because I have to not. I have to sometimes tell them the truth, and oh. the truth of the matter is, is this: Yes, it's good that your team made it to the NBA Finals. It's about time. It's about time. Mm. You guys didn't have LeBron. You guys, you, LeBronto, if they remember what about LeBronto last year, you know what it, I mean? It damn sure was LeBronto last year. <laughs> it was LeBronto last year. So right? They basically, they basically had, I won't say a cakewalk, but they played to their, to their strengths and they maximized on their weaknesses. And, and one thing I'll say is this. I'm surprised that they made it. I, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be. Su- I'm surprised they made it. Gotta give them. I some didn't credit. think. I give them. I'm gonna give them credit. Yes. Okay. But here's where the mishap happened. Milwaukee forgot to play basketball. They mm. they played, but they didn't know how to adjust after Game Three. And I was on Twitter and I was saying this: Game Three, Game Four, Game Five, mm-hmm. Game Six. They didn't adjust. They didn't. They struggled to make adjustments. And and Giannis. Struggle to close games. Did you see how he was closing the game? He was shut <laughs> Them down. Them air balls, those air balls for no apparent reason. I'm like, yo, bro, that's like a fadeaway turnaround. Like, that's a baby. Like, you just have to flip the ball up. Air ball? Listen. I was just like, hand, my hands, my hands were in <laughs> my forehead. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. But here's the thing about Toronto, mm-hmm. right? They got arguably one of the best two-way players, Kawhi. Yes. And I don't, I'm not upset about Kawhi. I'm, I'm a Kawhi supporter. What I like about Kawhi is that Kawhi is humble. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not a, a erratic player. He doesn't have to go out there and talk, talk garbage to the, to the announcers and to the, to, to other people. He plays his game. He does what he's meant to do. He's humble about it. I love that about him. So do I. But the thing is, it's the fans. There's about oh, so you three got a different with Raptor fans. There's three different fans that you have. <laughs> I know core fans. Uh huh. I know bandwagon fans, mm. and then I know country fans. And when I say country, the whole country is now rallying against the Toronto Raptors. They're making reservations for nine o'clock on Thursday <laughs> nights, and they're making reservations for Sunday. They're making all these flamboyant idea idealistic super plans where it's just like oh this team is gonna go to the finals now and we're happy and but wait why are you mad at them why are you mad no 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 no, no, no. because here's the thing is this here's the thing is this i've watched sports my man listen i've watched sports in the history of my life Uh right i've seen hockey i've seen football I get maybe it's because it's the country. I don't know. I've never seen people rally like this. Mm. Like it, it feels like it feels like the only time I've seen something close to this is like soccer. To be honest, you mean like the you know whole I mean? city rallying together to support the squad? Yes, this is it's something is very similar to soccer. But that's because a good thing though to me. That's, that's a, a good thing. thing. Yeah, it's that's a good, a good thing, thing. If a team but supports it, your city like but that, what what bugs me about it is that these these. These fans are coming out of nowhere. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, I'll say. So you mean people are coming out the woodworks right now being wrapped? They don't even know a lick of basketball, <laughs> my friend. I was sitting at the table and okay. I was breaking down the last five minutes of that game six mm-hmm. in Scotiabank Arena. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people are just looking at me like, 
what are you talking about? Yo, you can't play basketball like that in half court. You can't sit here and have a guy just drive and kick out, drive and kick out, drive and kick out. Nobody mean, um, setting um, screens. Giannis, yes. Yeah. Giannis, nobody was setting screens. You know what I mean? There was nobody trying to trying to like post up. There was nothing going on. Well, it's this it, ISO ball. It, Shoot. It, it was it was a terrible offense that in especially in the half court that the Bucks were running. It was terrible. They, I said before in 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 um in the previous episode when they were playing the Celtics, um Giannis, I mean the Bucks whole offense right now was just driving kicks. It's just driving kicks over and over and over. I said Philly their offense is over and over is dribble handoffs. The the Milwaukee Bucks, all they do is drive and kick. If it's not a Giannis transition bucket, and if he isn't allowed to have get an easy bucket or a Euro step, take two dominant steps and get to the basket and transition after a miss, then he struggles in the half court. So I need Giannis to get into the gym this summer. He's have to at least acquire a baby hook. Maybe a fadeaway jumper. Maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be a three-point shot because I know it might be difficult. It doesn't have to be a pull-up jumper because that may be more difficult to gain in one summer. But at least give me a baby hook and a post. Because even when he posts up right now, he's still looking to pass. He's not really looking to score and shoot. He's either looking to spin and dunk or pass. And that, to me, is predictable for Giannis. Well, it doesn't... It Here's where I'll, where I'll piggyback off your argument. If you can have guys that can consistently hit those shots, mm-hmm. then it can which make up do. for they that. You know, which they do. But you need to... If that's the style that he wants to play and then kind of make it where they have to focus on the outside shooter, mm-hmm. then it gains the advantage back to him because then it's like you don't know what to stop. The defense is going to need to know how to adjust. You know what I mean? Because if you basically post up turn around and you pass it out and then those shots are getting say those are going down 30 40 percent of the time right then it then you have to change your defensive uh, system yes then Giannis basically can be like okay well i'm in the post i can just turn around now dunk have that baby hook like you said i would just like to see him just have a little bit of a mid-range Oh, I, I would think, love that, but I, that might be I, too difficult to ask. I mean, I hope not. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I think he can build it. I think it's going to yeah, be something so. to transition. He's only 24. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So he's got... Uh, listen, I went full out on the train of, of, of the Giannis train. Now I'm on the train. I'm on the train. I'm not jumping off anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, I like Giannis. You know I like what I mean? Him. I think he's 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 got the characteristics to... You know, somebody were saying that he's just a star. You know, I, I have a personal belief that I think you're just going to see a lot of more stars in the NBA now. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're going to have, yeah, you may have like that one off person, but I think you're going to see a lot of the NBA in the next three to five years is going to be full of just stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather while there's going to be, stars. yeah, while a lot of people are going to be on their way out. But, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just Wooden Nose or just needs to find, uh, find another system. But again, like I said about LeBron, like Giannis. He's motivated come next year. You know oh, what I mean? Yes. yes. I, I will say this. Pending no injuries, Milwaukee might not be a team you want to see next year. You know what I mean? Well, they've got to retool because they have a lot of additions that they need to have happiness. They have to, they have a lot of decisions to make. Brogdon, Middleton, uh, Brooke Lopez. They got a lot of decisions to make this summer. So, But, but just with that, yeah. yeah, with that just means people look at Milwaukee, Midwest, okay. It's the Eastern Conference. There's nothing really over there yet. Mm-hmm. We're hearing rumblings in New York. What's going to happen in Brooklyn? What's going to happen in Boston? Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're a free agent, you might have to say, 
Milwaukee looking quite quite tasty right now. It might be a oh, spot yeah. I want to go to. Oh yeah, you know what it's I mean. Definitely looking desirable. That spot for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Rents cheap from what from what I've been researching. <laughs> it's not that expensive over there. The only thing you got to deal with is their is their winter. <laughs> you know what I mean? The uh, cold air, but you figure it out. But I, yo, I, listen. Giannis, Giannis has got. He's gonna, he's gonna come back on a tear next year. You know what I mean. So I'm waiting there for that. I agree, most definitely. Um, but we got to get back on the Toronto side because this, the city is buzzing. Like I said before, Kawhi has been playing his ass off in this, um, in his playoff run throughout the playoffs. He's, he's averaging 31 and eight. And, and three assists throughout the entire playoffs against the Bucks, he averaged twenty nine and nine. Um, he's been playing phenomenal right now, and um, there've been a lot of uh, a lot of extra storylines from this Raptors Bucks series that that calls up a little drama. Which with your man Drake over here, Rory, um, <laughs> <laughs> he got a lot of attention in this series, and I thought it was. I'm not gonna lie, I thought the shit was. Very funny. Um, um, his antics on the sidelines which, with Nick Nurse and him being a quote-unquote distraction coach bud hating over there about Drake on the sidelines. Um, so do you feel like, because I know Drake is your man and all that, do, do you think it was, what do you think about the, the attention he was getting on the sidelines uh, as, a, as a super fan? Quote on quarter like the corner. Was it too much Drake, Rory? So, so this is what I'm gonna talk to you about about super fans because there's another super fan that that doesn't get a lot of a lot of airtime necessarily, and he's a he's an East Indian dude by the name of Nav, mm. and oh, he's yes. yeah he's a Raptors super fan. You might see him on social media always posting with all these different basketball players because he gets a lot of respect mm. from different basketball players and stuff like that. Anytime they come over to to Toronto, the thing with Drake is this: yes, Drake is my guy. He's got to sit down in that seat. Oh, okay. He's got to sit in that seat and he just needs to just chill. Mm. Because, listen, I don't know if it's because Drake loves the camera and he knows the camera's on him, but like nobody says you can't jump up and be animated. We all do it in sports, we do it in the comfort of our own homes. Listen, heck, when my team comes to, when when the Red Sox come to, come to Boston, I mean, when the Red Sox come to the Toronto Blue Jays um, field, I go crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I keep myself in my seat. I can say what I need to say, but I don't need to be so animated. I don't got to go through the theatrics. I don't have to massage the coach. I don't need oh, to go man. on Instagram and 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 put up Come what, on, was, what was the homegirl's name? Mallory. Mallory's. Oh, um, the Bucks' daughter. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot her name, but yeah, oh man. But she was, she yeah, was her asking name. for it though with the push it. Yeah, but you know what though? You don't see her posting stuff about Drake. But see, Drake's mm-hmm. that's ammunition. Well, he loves and, the attention, though. And he loves the attention. Loves and Drake will use the ammunition. And guess what he did? He'll clap back. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Here's the caveat that, that I would like to say about Drake. Mm-hmm. Drake, come to finals, better just sit in his chair. Do you think you he wanna can know, do that? He's going to have to. You want to know why? <laughs> because there's about five guys I know on Golden State will keep him in his chair. Mm. And I'll just... I, I don't want to do any spoilers with the show, well, but... Steph Curry being one because Steph Curry can shoot from that range where he sits, so he just needs to sit down and just be quiet. <laughs> well, I'm because... counting on I'm counting on him and Draymond getting into at least one slight, not an altercation, but uh, uh, a slight screaming match or something like that during during a tight game. 
Because I, I definitely can see that that happening. Because after Draymond, if he hits a big shot, because you know Draymond, if he hits a three, you know he's screaming on somebody if he hits a three. Because it's it's that's big for him in particular to hit that three. And it most likely might be over there. It would be nice if, if it would be over there by Drake Salah. But I don't think Drake could calm down. I think he's going to be hyper. He's got, he's got more ammunition right now, Rory. He's got more ammunition right now for... Um, him to act crazy on the sidelines. And I, I honestly didn't really have a problem with it. I was actually laughing about it. To me, it, it was funny. I think it added another element to the game, but it got a little too much attention. You want to know You want to know where it's distracting? Mm-hmm. If you watch the basket, so if you watch, when you're watching the Raptors games, if you actually pay attention, like if you're watching for Drake, you'll see him all the time. Oh, yeah. You'll oh, see him all the time. Looking for, yeah, if you're looking for him, you'll 100%. see him right there. Yeah. And it's like, he can, like, jumping around and stuff like that and carrying on. Like, just sit he, down. He knows be humble. the cameras on him, too. He knows it, too. Like, he's usually crazy, but I feel like in this series, this was the most animated I've seen him on the sideline. So he definitely needed to calm down a little bit. Well, well, just here's the thing. It's not only Steph. It's not only Draymond. If if DeMarcus Cousins comes back, <laughs> like, dude, he's got to think about KD also too. Like, I'm telling you, they, yeah. those guys will, they, they, they run by there all the time. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know why he's doing it though? Maybe because he knows the Raptors are not trash talking nobody. Because nobody on, on that team is trash talking. Kawhi's not doing it. Lowry doesn't have no right to be trash talking anybody. <laughs> Siakam is definitely not doing it. Marcus Saul is not about that life, that trash talking life. So who else on that squad is trash talking? So oh. it's, it's, I feel like it's got to be Drake. He's, well, he's the ambassador, right? He's the ambassador. He's the ambassador. <laughs> so I guess he can do whatever he wants to do. I guess so. I'm going to tell you this right now. If, uh, they win, if they go to win that championship, I, I don't even think I'm ready for what Drake can do. I think what Drake needs to do is just, just go in the studio if they come out, if they win the championship, and just just straight up give us an album. That's it. Just give us an album. Give us that classic album that we know we're all waiting for. You know I, what I mean? I know, man. That 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 shit's gonna be interesting, man. And um, well, we might as well jump right into the to the finals, people, right now because ah, this is a very interesting NBA Finals matchup. I feel like I feel like people are sleeping on it. A tad bit on on how uh, it can be more competitive than one way think on the surface. Because, of course, everyone is going to pick Golden State Warriors because it's the easy-ass pick. It's a safe pick to pick the Golden State Warriors. But um, I actually feel like, Rory, that the Raptors do have a chance to definitely extend the series. And if things tip in their favor... Call here, call there, a little bit of run there, somebody take somebody getting cold. It's a possibility that they could maybe push this series to the brink because they do have home court advantage, number one, which I actually forgot about. I actually had to look at it because I forgot that they had a better record than the Golden State Warriors. So that to me, I feel like is a very interesting caveat to the series that they do have home court advantage. But when you think about it though, it's the Raptors. It's the baby dinosaurs in when it comes to like game ones to open up a series at home, Rory. I, I don't understand that why the Raptors continue to drop game ones at home with the type of crowd that they have, the raucous crowd that they do have. It, it mind boggles me, dog. I just don't understand. It. So here's the thing. For 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 this series. <laughs> uh oh. 
Game one, and, and I'm conflicted because I don't like all through work today. People have been asking me, "What do you think? What's your what's your take?" I said, "I don't know." Mm. One thing I will say is this: it won't be a sweep. Oh, so everybody needs to get that sweep? over their head. They're talking sweep. Nah, not a sweep. It, it, the, the only way it's a sweep, the only way it's a sweep, is if Golden State is taking all this time off and they decide to go berserk. But, but I just don't see that happening. It could also be cold as well in the same light. And that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I loom that if I was on the betting lines, I'm taking Toronto game one. Mm. I think Toronto, I'm going to be honest, I'll call it a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Right? I got to be I got to be a contrarian here. I think Toronto wins game one. I agree. I think Toronto takes game one. I, I would like to see Toronto take game one. If they go win this series, they have to win game one for their mental sake. For their mental stake. Yeah. But game two, three, and four, that can go a whole other way. It can. It can. I, I think me- what Yeah, go ahead. I think I think what Toronto needs to do is just realize they're there. Now, bright lights tend to make people shrink. And it's like, who's gonna quit first? Pascal Siakam has not been there. Fred Van Zliet's not been there. Kyle Lowry has not been there, right? <laughs> Half of that team has not been there. The only two guys that have been there is a Danny Green and a Kawhi Leonard. They know what it is to get the job done. And I think that with how you see Kawhi and his attitude and how humble he is, I think he's brought that humble presence in that locker room. So if everybody can stick to that, and just just be able, hey, let's fight. Let's fight through it, fight through it, fight through it. Fight through the flurry because Golden State's going to come up with those runs. Golden State's oh, going to come up with... Avalanche. With gonna the, the, yeah, it's going to happen at any given time. Mm. But here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize. When Milwaukee was up in certain parts of that series in the Eastern Conference Final, mm. like a 12-15 points, they came back. Mm-hmm. When Golden State goes up by 12, 15 points, you may not even see that because that can that's another 10 points. You, by the next thing you know, you're down by 20. You could be down by 30. Yeah, it, It's possible. I, I expect Golden State to have one of those games. I think Golden State has the capability to blow this team out by 20 or 30 points. Oh, of, of course, 100%. I mean, they're they're one of the best offensive juggernauts in the league. They're, they're the best, exactly. Yeah, they're the best team in the league when it comes to offense. So I'm not surprised at that at all. But I'm not sleeping on Toronto's defense, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie because with Kevin Durant being out, especially for game one, probably game two. I definitely believe he's going to make an appearance in this series. I don't believe he's going to go the entire series without playing. So I feel like he might come back either game three or game four or either game three or game five. I feel like he's going to come back. Um, and I think it's going to be, that to me is going to be the tipping point, the the climax of the series of what happens. But to me, Toronto has to win the first two games at home. They have to. It's a must win. And they have to play smart defense especially on those switches especially on those pin downs for Steph Curry because right now without KD they're primarily a jump shooting team and I feel like Toronto does have the proper personnel to challenge them on a lot of those jump shots so I don't think so because here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing if Toronto's gonna go with Kawhi on Steph then, <laughs> I don't think they need to, though. I don't think. They need that's to. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I don't think they need to. But I think if you're if you're Nick Nurse, you might play with that a little bit in the series. 
mm-hmm. you might play. You have to that experiment with it. Yes. Yeah. Crucial moments, I would say. I would say four the, quarters, I'm putting Kawhi on, on Steph. Yeah. The thing is now is Steph Curry has the ability to cook all those guards up in Toronto. I don't care if you're Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, and he's going to cook them. He's going to cook them. He'll cook them. Jeremy Lin, if he even sees the light of day. He shouldn't. And he shouldn't. (laughs) Now, here's the interesting piece that I'm going to throw to people here. There's one dude that I give a lot of respect to on Toronto. He he didn't play last, last series. OG Antonobi. Yeah, he hasn't been getting any run. No, no run because he, he was injured. He had a, yeah, he, he had a, there. yeah, he had some injury that he had to deal with and whatnot. If he can somehow sprinkle himself in this series, then it shifts. It will shift. It doesn't matter who's on the court because he's another defensive sounded mind yeah. that can be able to challenge when Steph has that ball yeah. because we know Steph is going to try to chuck up some of them shots around Drake's section. I'm telling you, it's happening. That's what I'm there for. I'm, I'm, I have the PBR ready. <laughs> oh, I definitely think something like that is happening. I can't you wait know what I mean? It. <laughs> but it, it, this is the thing is like their defensive sound. And, and, and what else I need to see too is what Marcus Soul can do. Can Marcus Soul oh turn into. Yes. yes. Can Marcus Soul turn into even half of the man he was in Memphis? Yeah. He's capable of putting up points and be. He can do damage in that post. Yes. Because really, Kevin Mooney, Andrew Bogut, who Come. knows if DeMarcus Cousins comes back. The Saul like, should be dominating that matchup, Rory. He should be. He got, he's got to give yep. you more than eight points and six rebounds that he's averaging right now in the postseason. He's got to give you more than that. To me, he's got to give you 10 and 10. Is that too much to ask? 12 and 10? 12 and 9? I don't feel like that's too much. He, to he, he's he, got to win the loot. I, yes, and I think he can do that. And 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 if we're looking at also, if we're also looking at like Pascal Siakam, I I I think he might come up small because he might look like a liability sometimes. Because we're not even on talking about what else Golden. Yeah, I, I think I'm more on the defensive side because mm-hmm. once Golden State goes in the Hampton Five rotation, mm-hmm. let's just say this: they go into the Hampton Five rotation. It then creates a whole bunch of mishaps because then you can't have Gasol on the, on the, on the yeah, court. He's got to. Well, uh, I feel like Ibaka can contain Draymond. He can't stop him because Draymond is definitely faster than him still. But Siak, I mean Siakam, I wouldn't mind him guarding Draymond when the Hamptons five lineup is on there. He can try, but the thing is, is that it's going to create when say I, I'm speaking this from a if and when Durant comes back because Durant then is now basically Kawhi has to take that matchup if Durant's on the floor yes that's why it's important Mm -hmm. and this is gonna sound this is a bold statement I'm making I don't think I'm not saying that Durant can't play in this series and not be effective but he might serve as a decoy in this NBA Finals yeah. to where he stays on the court and Kawhi has to track him. Yeah. And Steph is just going to basically eat in the perimeter. Clay is going to be around the perimeter. We're still forgetting about what Iguodala and Chris Liv- and, and Sean Livingston sorry, could do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's this is going to look like a very... This is going to look like a very strategic boxing match because... What's going to happen is you can't come up with your flurry. You got to throw a jab here. You got to throw an uppercut here. Play a little bit of defense. Play a little bit of rope-a-dope. The first team that I think can play rope-a-dope and be able to bait 
the opponent mm-hmm. in the correct manner and go for the one two and then hit that uppercut wins that series definitely definitely so listen let's 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 put it all out on the table right now i'm gonna start i'm gonna start off i got the raptors in this series i got the raptors in seven rory i'm Jesus going Christ. i'm going <laughs> wow i'm rooting for the raptors i mean i mean hey I, <sighs> i'll say this to you i won't be surprised and then I'll if give i'm you wrong my but i'm going with the raps yeah i'll say this to you and i'll give you then i'll give you my pick mm-hmm. if it goes seven if it goes seven this is not my pick but i'm gonna back up your argument if it goes seven toronto wins toronto they have mm. to it's they're gonna win in toronto i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna split off a game i say golden state in six mm. Okay. Golden State wins it in Oracle Arena. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like this is going to be the the first couple games should be competitive, but I know I know Golden State's going to blow this team out. They're very capable, twenty to thirty, and it's what Toronto does to bounce back. Mm-hmm. If they can't bounce back from a twenty to thirty point, like it's because I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if they can win in Golden State yet. I know that's that's the big challenge. They got to try to get at least one. I mean, they don't have to get one because they have home court, but it would be very good for their mental psyche also if they get one in Golden State because Golden State can win anywhere. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So this final's gonna be sticky, man. This final's gonna be very. Sticky. It is. I'm 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 very interested in it. And um, before we get to the uh, crossover segment, I did have a uh, a voicemail from my man BTG. So uh, let's hear that first before we get into the crossover segment. Above the rim family, it's your boy BTG. I heard my boy Murph on there. Big Murph, why not sports? Hey, look, do, let me ask you a question. Should we extend or should we should we prolong the MVP votes until we get to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals? Or should we just have a separate MVP playoff award? Because I had Kawhi as this year's playoff uh, MVP back when everybody was still playing. KD was still playing. MB, you know, this is when they was playing against uh, Philly. You know, Dame, everybody was having a great second round, you know. Um, and I, I I think I had Kawhi, Harden, Giannis, and then uh, KD or whatever. And I have my reason. I had it on the show uh, a couple of shows ago that I had on Open Run. But I think we just need to hold off a bit, you know what I'm saying? Because I think your playoff performance performances should be should be added to what you did during the season. I don't think you should cut it off. Because what's not fair is you can go off in the season and have a bad playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Or you can have a mediocre season and go off in the playoffs. So I feel like we should just hold off just a little bit. Just a little bit. Shout out to BTG for the voicemail. So since they announced so late in the season now, like we didn't get the MVP still. It's still not announced, which is so ridiculous to me. Do you feel like, what's your thoughts on if the awards, season awards, should factor in playoff success? Because he was making the point about how Kawhi now didn't have the the greatest uh, regular season. He had a great regular season, but because of the load management, things like that, he um, his postseason now, a lot of people have him as the number one player in the postseason. So do you feel like postseason success should factor into those the awards for the entire year absolutely and there's only reason why i would say this Kawhi only's played Kawhi leonard's only played 69 games yeah. in two years so i have to judge 
right? I have to basically judge what he's done up to half back half of the season to win the playoffs. And what I see now is a guy that's remember he sat out all last year. He sat out for what? I think he played nine games last year. He played nine games. That's why I said, yeah, 69. So he's only played 69 games basically two years. So he sat out. He had that injury, all right? He healed his body. I feel like this is, I'm going to use a mixed martial arts term here. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get to kind of the question, the answer here. George St. Pierre, famous mixed martial arts UFC fighter, did the exact same thing. He was injured. He sat out for a while. He looked at the talent, he looked at the skills. He came back. He was a tear. Whoever fought him, you, you couldn't beat him. You know what I mean? He would sit there, dom- demolish you in five rounds. Kawhi is in that same sort of bracket right mm-hmm. now. And I look at it where it's like Kawhi and how these MVPs should be handed out. If I'm looking up to the start of the season to the playoffs, I think that's where that's where the cutoff should be then finals MVP is something else different. Mm. Yes, MVP should be for the whole regular season and the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Finals is different. Finals is different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so you're throwing playoff success in there also. And I'm throwing playoff success in there. So okay. when I look at it, and we're talking about Joel Embiid, I, he, his name should not even really be in, <laughs> in the mix. It really does come down to the three people, Kawhi, Giannis, and James Harden. Mm. Those are the three. And if I'm looking at this right now, I have to say Kawhi, mm. just based off of what he's done in the back half of the season into the playoffs. Mm. I hear you. See, I agree with you halfly with that. Um, I definitely agree that that playoff success, I, I, I'm not underestimating the importance of playoff success. I, I definitely agree with it. But to me, how I think it, I don't think that... Um, it should factor into that particular award because then to me, the award will become all about winning and who gets that deep, who gets the furthest into the playoffs. And I think that that would skew the voting. Like, say, for instance, Kawhi, for the argument's sake, he gets knocked out in the second round or whatever, but it was a memorable second round and his stats are through the roof. But then does that negate that he sat out so many games throughout the regular season? Because we he said he only plays we said he only played sixty games this year. There was a lot of load management games. So to me, I feel like that has to factor into the award. But what I would say is I would keep the regular season award for the regular season MVP. And then I would have a playoff MVP award. Me personally, like a separate award for who had the best postseason for the guys who were qualified for that year and then still have your finals MVP and I think that playoff MVP award would be would hold a lot of weight as well because it's who shines in the biggest moments yeah and you know what I, I'll, I'll agree with you there I like how you broke that down it does make sense to have maybe so you're saying have three three awards and basically yeah, yeah I'm cool with that yeah no no that, that makes sense I like that I do like that yeah, I, do I, like I wouldn't that. be mad at it at all a lot of people get snubbed anyway so if there's another award being created then I don't see there's a problem with that because playoff MVP is is an important award it would hold a lot of weight but, <laughs> but uh, no, that's so true yeah, so true for real um, so yeah, man. So let's get to the uh, crossover segment. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Yeah. We talking about practice. Crossover segment family. I'll be throwing out player comparisons from different eras. My man Rory acts as GM. Tells me who he would take out of the two in their prime if he was building a team. Uh, first up, are you taking a prime? Tony Parker. 
Tony Parker. <laughs> or Kemba Walker. Mm, let me give you the career stats. Tony Parker, 15 points per game, two rebounds, five assists. No blocks, no steal, 49% from the floor, four-time champ, finals MVP, six-time All-Star. Kemba, 19 points per game, three rebounds, five assists, one steal, 41% from the floor, and a three-time All-Star for Kemba. So, Rory, you got both of these boys on the table. Prime Tony, Kemba Walker, building the squad. Who you taking, dog? This is tough because they both won championships, one at the college level, the other one at the NBA level. Mm-hmm. Ay, 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 ay. Building that squad, who you got? I'm going to go Tony Parker. Mm, tell me I'm going to go Tony Parker. Okay. <laughs> Tony Parker was was crafty. He was a guy that had that engine that I liked when he played in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. He, he could not only distribute the ball, but he was a guy that could drive and just lay it up on you. It doesn't matter who, who was in front of him. You know what I mean? And he, he, it was something special about him. I liked his game. And I, and I think a lot of people don't give him a lot of credit, actually, mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, what he did in San Antonio. He's one of the main one of the main ingredients to those championships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Alongside Emmanuel Ginobili and a Tim Duncan. Um, Kimba, Kimba still... Kimba still still needs to find his own. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the reason why I'd eliminate him from the conversation. I want to see what Kimba would do in a different uniform. Mm. Because I think that he's got the ability to to now become a household name. Not an MVP regular season, but to be a household name where you can put him in the conversation as top tier. Mm-hmm. You know, point guard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Tony Parker, in my eyes, if, we, if, we're, if we're judging basketball in the last 15, 20 years, he's he's in there. He's in the top 15, 100%. Yeah, you have to. I, yeah, you I have to put him that. in the top yeah. 15. You have yeah. to put him in the top 15. You know, but but top Tony Parker 15? is this. I don't know if I'm putting him that high. 15, that's high. That's high. For point guards, I, he's oh, there. For point guards. Oh, for, for point, point guards, guards only, yes. Oh, for I thought you meant overall. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No. Point guards, yeah, no. I can give you that. No, yes. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you that. I can give you that. But um, I'm going to have to disagree with you, dog. I'm going with Campbell Walker, man, if I'm building a squad. I, I mean, I like Tony Parker. Don't get me You're putting personal feelings in this one. Nah, I mean, maybe a little. Maybe a little. But to me, if I'm taking championships out of it, taking team success out of it because um, just as point guards and what they bring to the table, to me, Kemba Walker is more dynamic than uh, than a Tony Parker. Kemba averaged over 20 four times in his career. Tony Parker, I believe, did it only twice. But I know it's a different scenario because he wasn't the number one option. It was Tim Duncan's team and Ginobili and them as well. So I understand that with as far as numbers-wise. But to me... I just think Kemba's a little bit more dynamic, and he can be the number one scorer on your team. I don't know if he can be the number one player or the best player on your team on a championship team, but I feel like he can be the number one scorer, averaging he can get you 25 a night if that's what you're asking him to do, but not if you're asking him to carry the team. I don't think if Tony Parker didn't have Tim Duncan and those boys around him, I I can't see Tony Parker carrying a team per se. So that's why I'm going to have to give my nod to uh, to Kemba, me personally. But you put some personal feelings into it too, so it's all I good. I mean, I like Kemba more. <laughs> I mean, that's just, <laughs> Yeah, Kemba's my dude, but... Um, it's all love, I'm, sti- I'm still love. taking Kemba over him, no matter what. I still am. I still am. <laughs> um, next up, a little bit more interesting. Are you taking a prime Chris Webber? 
C-Web, or you're taking a uh, Anthony Davis. Let me give you the career stats. C-Web, uh, 20 points per game, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 block, 1 steal, 47% from the floor, 5-time All-Star, 1-time All-NBA First Team, 1-time Rookie of the Year, AD, 23 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, 1 steal, 51% from the floor, 6-time All-Star, 3-time All-NBA First Team, and 3-time uh, blocks leader. Rory, you taking AD or you taking C-Web, dog? Building that squad. I can't trust Chris Webber because Chris Webber likes to call, call, he likes to call <laughs> Time dumb <up>. timeouts, <laughs> dumb timeouts. So automatically oh, I'm going to Anthony Davis. Mm. <laughs> um, his upside is, is tremendous. Like, this guy's a walking billboard when it comes to numbers. You know what I mean? Not only with points, he can get points. He can get rebounds. Not only with rebounds, he can get steals. He can get steals. And he can also get blocks. This guy can lead all four stat columns in your in any given night. You know what I mean? For your for your respective team. Um, and, and I think he's overcome a little bit of the injury bug that he had in his earlier part of his career. Because we just didn't know when he when he when he came from, from Kentucky what was gonna happen. He had to grow into his body, do all this other good stuff and whatnot. But he's 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 showing you that he can lead all four stat categories. You know what I mean? So with that ceiling and 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 his his he's due for an MVP season, you know what I mean? Yes, it's gonna happen, and 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 it's just a matter of time before he has that breakout monster season. But he's a guy that single handedly I, I would have in my organization within a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I know many teams, many respective cities would want an Anthony Davis. Oh hell yeah, and they're gonna be trying to summon you know that for them. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um. I hear you, man. Those are some solid points, and you almost swayed me, my brother. But I gotta go see Web on this. I'm gonna have to disagree. You just want to disagree with me nah, today? It's all nah, good. not at all. I, <laughs> I gotta go with C Web, and to me, it's very close. I think, like to your points, you said Anthony Davis to me is the more probably the more versatile, more versatile out of the two, and can fill up the stat sheet a little bit more. But I might have a little personal bias in there as well because I am a big C Web fan. And um, I just think he's a better passer than Anthony Davis. I think they're probably pretty much even as, as scorers because C-Webb was getting you 2010 every night for a couple of years. And I was always a big fan of Sacramento C-Webb. I just love how he controlled the offense at that time. He could shoot. He could do it, do it all. And um, I just got to go C-Webb because he's one of my personal favorites. But Anthony Davis is, is one of my favorites too. But I'm going to have to go C-Webb by Slight, the slightest of here, Rory. Slightest, the slightest of here. But I'm not mad at either one. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but yeah, man. So uh, I'm rooting for them Raptors, Rory, man. They gotta get. Hey, you can root for them all you want. <laughs> I like I said, it's 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 the fans, man. It's yeah. the fans, like. And and another thing too is how quick. And I, one thing I didn't even want, I didn't even point out is how quick they switch up. Like oh, you know. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, yes, he took you guys to the finals, but don't act like Demar Derozan didn't give you guys blood, sweat, and tears for all their seasons. Mm, but it was an upgrade. It was an upgrade from Derozan. Another, the, that's a, that's an off-air conversation. You know what I mean? Because there's <laughs> there's another way that I would have looked at that Raptors team, and if you could have somehow had a Demar and a Kawhi, and if you could have made it I work, mean, that would be nice. 
that, was that would have been problematic. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's a that's a conversation for off air. But you know, like like I said, it, it's good that they're there. It's just with all this energy that's going, and and I'm going to just make sure I hammer this one home. This major key point. I don't want to hear that you guys just got to the finals and you guys shit the bed. You guys basically decided to, oh, you know, if you guys. Yeah, you got to put your fight. I don't want to hear that you guys got swept or was a gentleman's sweep last six to seven games in this series. Because I know if they don't win the championship or they get swept or whatever, whatever, whatever theatric uh, storyline they're going to come with, they're going to be like, well, at least we made the finals. To me, that's not enough. Put up a fight. Yeah, they definitely have to. Oh, You're here now. A hundred. You're here now. Yeah, they can't get swept. Listen, I'll be so disappointed if they get swept. That shit is unacceptable, dog. Unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable if they do. Better go at least six. At least six. And um, here's the here's the other part. Yeah. If they get swept by like twenty, they get twenty oh, to each and every single game. Yeah, that's, it's it's a wrap for them. And then I gotta bring you back on because then you gotta shit on them after that. <laughs> You do. But, um, we'll see what happens. We'll man. see. We'll see. But Rory, my brother, I want to thank you again, man. Appreciate you joining me on um, the latest episode on Above the Rim, my brother. It's always a dope time. Absolutely. Just keep doing your thing, man. You you have a brilliant show. You're 96 episodes in. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're taking the basketball podcasting game to a whole nother level in the NYC area. Just keep up the good Talk work, man. It, I, I see you, bro. I see you. Appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it, my dog. My dude, man. I appreciate it, homie. And um, of course, you know you're part of the uh, above the rim family as always. Always got absolutely. Always got a seat up here whenever you're ready, my dude. We definitely yes, gotta sir. have a, a Timberwolves uh, off-season breakdown when the season is done. So that's coming up as well. Sounds um, good, my friend. Definitely, man. So take it easy, my brother. Thank, appreciate you coming on, man. So family, that's uh, above the rim, episode 96, and we out.